Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Experience an epic summer at Busch Gardens Williamsburg with world-class rides, shows, exciting animal encounters, and all-new thrills on Pantheon, the world's fastest multi-launch coaster. Come early and stay late during summer celebration, now through August 14th. See the stars of America's Got Talent, live concerts, and fireworks every weekend. There's always more to do at the world's most beautiful theme park, Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Save up to 50% on tickets, fun cards, and memberships during our 4th of July sale. Restrictions apply. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. I'm going to do a mini review of House of Gucci, one of the most prominent releases last year, directed by the great Ridley Scott with an all-star cast. This film got mixed reviews, however, so it has a 6.7 IMDb, a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, although it does have an 85%, 83% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, so there's a bit of a disagreement between fans and critics, and then a 59% Metacritic score, so a very lukewarm response from critics, although a little bit better from audiences since it's close to a 7 on IMDb. And this cast is insane. You got Jared Leto, Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Al Pacino, Salma Hayek, Jeremy Irons, Jack Houston and a bunch of others. Jack Houston is actually the grandson of the great John Houston, the American director, and also the son. He is the son of Danny Houston, the actor. Um, <clears throat> so this movie has a lot going for it, and I will say right off the bat, this movie is good. It could have been really great, but it just didn't make it there, and there's a few reasons why. But first of all. This story is insane. I had no idea that there was such a ridiculous, uh, murderous plot within the Gucci family. Uh, it's so it's a it's a story that's so stranger than fiction. You know, it's, it's like sometimes the tr- the truth is hard to believe, um, and it's just one of those stories that I guess I've never heard of, even though I have some familiarity with um, the fashion world. But it is a crazy story about—so basically what really happened, and they depicted in the film, is that 
um, one of the one of the grant one of the sons of the the owner of Gucci. He uh, married a woman. Uh, they had a tumultuous relationship. Uh, her name was Paula, and after several years, they divorced. And she hired uh, an outfit of petty criminals to assassinate him. And uh, so one of these men, they they shot him, killed him. Um, and then two years later, she and the culprits were convicted of murder. And this is like Gucci, one of the most prominent names in the history of fashion. And like, you know, right now it is, you could argue, the, the most respected fashion brand. And at the time, it was still a massive empire. And it's just an unbelievable story. And it makes for a great film on paper. And the the there are great moments of this film. You know, the production design is terrific. Costuming is excellent. Uh, hair and makeup, you know, the best that you can pay for. The craftsmanship of the film is really terrific. Um, as well as, you know, the direction, cinematography. It's a beautifully look it's a beautiful looking film. Extremely well directed, like all of Ridley Scott's movies are. You know, he's one of the best to do it. But and you have a you have an all star cast that uh, you you know you can only dream of a cast like this. But I will say, where the movie does go wrong is the screenplay, and it's it's like how do you mess this story up? It's such an amazing story, it's so so unique and just like unbelievable. But that's the weakest part of the film is the screenwriting. Um, it's its screenplay is very very long, like way too long. It's this movie's two hours and forty minutes. If you if it, you could shave off thirty minutes from that runtime, and it would be a tighter, better movie. And so the movie's overlong. Also, I understand with um historical inaccuracies, every biopic or movie based on a true story, it's not going to be accurate to real life. You know, you're going to have every character is, is saying things that the real person never said in real life. That's how. That's just how biopics and movies go. It's all just a, a work of fiction that's kind of trying to be authentic to what really happened. And so what also happens with these kinds of biopics is you have to pack in a lot of events and a lot of situations into a two-and-a-half-hour runtime, in this case, two hours and 40-minute runtime. And so you can tell there are scenes where, you know, things are happening and characters are having discussions and there are situations that, you know, would have taken place over several years, but it's just compacted and packed into, like, two minutes of the runtime. So that's a weak part of the film. Also, the 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 lack of focus on like a central story is also another problem with the film. Where you know we spend a lot of time with other characters in the Gucci family, but I think by far the most fascinating story is um, Lady Gaga and Adam Driver's characters. You know, it's um, uh, Paola and Maurizio Reggiani. The they're the couple, and Patrizia Reggiani. She was the one who hired the assassination of Maurizio, her husband, uh, her ex-husband at the time. That's by far the most fascinating story. But we spent a lot of time with, like, Jared Leto's character, Paolo, with um, Al Pacino's character, Aldo, with Jeremy Irons' character, Rodolfo, and uh, Domenico, um, played by Jack Houston, who's the family lawyer. And I understand why, you know, it's the Gucci family you know, they want to make it an ensemble, get these great cast members, give them all good roles, but it didn't, it, it just became a little too cluttered, and at some points, like, their character, like, Jared Leto had so much screen time, I was really surprised how much screen time he had, lots of scenes just with him and another character, and there are big beats where, like, Lady Gaga and Adam Driver aren't even, 
like involved in the story. It's, it's more about like Aldo, Rodolfo, and Paolo, which was surprising to me because, and obviously, you know, the family drama within the Gucci family and the dy- dynamics and, you know, the conflicts within that family are, they definitely played a part in what ultimately happened. But I just think that the more interesting story was the Patrizia and Maurizio story, you know, the husband and wife, which led to murder. Like, that's what I wanted to see. There was plenty of that, but it wasn't quite um, honed in in terms of the the idea of the plot of the story and the approach to the story. And so that's definitely one of the weaker parts. Also, one of the weaker parts of the film is the acting. All, I mean, all around, the accents aren't very good. Um I would say Lady Gaga and Adam Driver have the best accents in the movie. Al Pacino, you know, he's he's never been he's not known for his foreign accents. He can do like different New York accents. He's always done, um, but he, I've never heard him do a foreign accent. And he didn't really pull it off the whole time. He did slip in his American accent here and there, but you know, Jared Leto and Jeremy Irons were actually the weakest members of the cast in terms of the accents because Jeremy Irons. You know, amazing actor, iconic, but his accent was British half the time. Like, he was slipping into it. He just sounded like Jeremy Irons half of his dialogue, and it just kept going Italian to British, Italian to British. And it was like, come on, Jeremy, how much work did you put into this? And then Jared Leto obviously has become like a, a video meme on social media because of how ridiculous his Italian accent is. And obviously, we all know he's a talented actor. He's an Oscar winner. But the thing is, his accent is so over the top and I understand why he did that. You know, he's a smart guy. He's, he's a great actor. He's not going to do that by accident. But he, his character is a buffoon. Uh, he's someone that you laugh at. He's an idiot. And so he fed that into his accent, I think. And so that's why he made it over the top. But it doesn't fit the tone. And it definitely doesn't fit when he's having scenes with these other characters where they're, like, they're at like a 5 out of 10 for the Italian accent um, thickness. But then Jared Leto's at like an 11. Where he's talking like this. Uh, and it gets to the point where you're just like, you can't take anything he says seriously. And that's definitely also another weak aspect of the film. But there, I mean, it's a fascinating story. There are really good moments, you know, like Lady Gaga and Adam Driver have some really terrific scenes together. Uh, the, the, the Gucci empire is a fascinating story. And uh, they, they do depict like how the Gucci brand had become old and stale. And then Maurizio, he honestly the most fascinating character in the film um, because what he does is he betrays his family. He, I, I, it's there's a lot that goes into it, but he basically kicks his family out using like this great um, strategy. It's like he's moving pieces on a check on a che- on a chessboard. And he's he's pushing out his his grandfather, his father. He's pushing out his uncle. He pushes out his his cousin until he's finally in control of the Gucci brand. And he was in control of the Gucci brand for a short period of time until Patrizia had him killed. So uh, and he actually steered Gucci in a new direction of youthfulness, of changing the style, of embracing modern culture. And I found that to be an extremely fascinating story. Like this guy who manipulated his family to gain control. And ironically, he was. it's like the Godfather where he didn't want to be part of the family. But then Patrizia manipulated him to get involved with the family because she... Uh, married him for his money and for his name and wanted to be part of the Gucci empire. That was her main motivation for marrying him. And so she kind of like slowly year by year put it in the whispered into his ear to join the family. And so it's like that Michael Corleone storyline of the Godfather where once he became involved in the family, 
he was the he took control. And so that's what Maurizio does. Um, and I thought that was really fascinating. But that's not that much screen time in the movie. And that's and that happens well into the runtime, like well after two hours, that entire plot starts to really play out. And I was like watching the movie and I'm like, where was all of that? Like during this entire runtime, like that's such a fascinating story. And I, it, I just the screenwriting really just like made the film clunky, um, slow, cluttered. And also, there's like an amazing sequence what that really happened where um, authorities, Italian authorities, um, went to uh, Maurizio and Patrizia's home to arrest Maurizio for tax evasion and tax fraud. And it's a great sequence where he sneaks out the back as the police are entering his home, takes a motorcycle, and drives straight to Switzerland out of the jurisdiction of Italy. And so, it, and it's an amazing sequence. It's a cool idea, but it's a minute of the movie. I thought I thought it was one of my. I think it was the most interesting sequence in the film, but it was so short. I feel like if they had spent a little more time on a sequence like that, like what if that was like a ten minute sequence? They could add a lot of tension, some thrills, maybe even you know blem, emblem, embellish it where like the police could be on his tail while he's making it to Switzerland. That makes it like a time thing where I gotta get there before they catch me. I thought that was a really big missed opportunity of something fascinating that really happened in the story, and they just kind of put it as like a scene on the side, and it's like that's a fascinating sequence, and then we get like thirty minutes of Jared Leto being an, being a bonehead, and it just got to be like I I was frustrated with what the writers decided to focus on in terms of what they laid out for scenes in the film, and that was the weakness. If they'd had a stronger script. And if it had maybe better honed performances by the actors, uh, one detriment to Ridley Scott's filmmaking is he is an extremely efficient filmmaker. He is notorious by st- for finishing his films ahead of schedule and under budget, which is why one of the reasons why he makes so many movies so quickly because he's a really fast shooter. And what he does is he actually, for a sequence and for a scene, he'll film with up to six to eight cameras at the same time, and each camera has their different angle and setup for like an actor or a couple of actors. So that way, he can film an entire scene with like a hundred takes in an hour. Whereas another set will use one camera and switch from camera the camera from actor to actor to actor to different setup here and there. And it could take two days to film a scene. So that's why he is such a prolific filmmaker because of how efficient he is, and that is terrific in terms of you know, getting movies made, but also I think that the rushed job, especially in his later films, has been a detriment to his filmmaking. And I think that if they had spent more time working on the accents of the actors and really like maybe taking their time with the scenes, maybe they could have fixed the performances and made sure that everyone's accent was was pretty passable. But, you know, then I, I think that is also one of the weaknesses of Ridley Scott's more modern films. Uh, obviously, He's still one of the best to do it, and his film, The Last Duel, was one of my favorites of this same year. Um, it's it's Both the films came out in 2021, but they weren't supposed to because of COVID, so one was delayed. So, But La- The Last Duel is a remarkable film. This one, it could have been remarkable as well, but it just wasn't quite there. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street, and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. But I highly, I, I recommend you check it out. It's not bad, but it's not great. But it is a fascinating story. But obviously the weakness is the movie is a slog at sometimes, and it just slowly gets there. Um, but, I mean, if you're a fan of this cast and Ridley Scott and you think that story is interesting, I definitely recommend you check it out. Just keep your expectations pretty modest. Don't walk into this thinking like, oh, this is going to be the new epic of this year. It didn't hit that mark. But it was still enter- it's pretty entertaining. It's well made. And it is undeniably a fascinating story. So if I'm going to rate this film, I give it a 6.5 out of 10. Um, and I definitely recommend you check it out if you're into these kinds of films. And also, I highly recommend you check out Ridley Scott's other movie from 2021, The Last Duel. Thanks so much for tuning in to this mini-review of House of Gucci. I have another review coming out tomorrow where I talk about the Norwegian film, The Worst Person in the World, which has been nominated for the Best Foreign Language Film Oscar as well as a Best Original Screenplay Oscar. We just did a Donnie Darko episode, and we have some fun stuff coming out next week, including some secret views I won't tell you about, but stay tuned for more stuff. Take care. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross-country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street, and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.